Hello and welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is Maureen Spielman, your host, and today I have the distinct honor, pleasure of sitting down with Mar Martin. And Mar is a conscious parenting coach and a teacher. She is a colleague of mine from Dr. Shafali's training and Susie Lula's as well. But Mar has a story to tell. And it's really around her journey from her birthplace of Spain to America and back. And just applying what she's learned through life and her coaching certifications, both for her personal life, but in the classroom too. And so if you know anyone who will benefit on the classroom side of things, please share this episode. Because as you know, I always love conscious parenting or mindful parenting or presence parenting, whatever you want to call it, approaches to our children and what they're seeking these days. So it was really fascinating to sit down with Mar and just hear about the classrooms in Spain and how she's bringing this work alive and how it's benefiting the kids she's serving as well as her own children. So thanks for being here and listen till the end. I hope that you learn a lot and just enjoy. See you in the episode. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman, and today I'm sitting down with Mar Martin. Um, As you know from not all, but you know, several of the people I've interviewed, I've met the men and women in my coaching programs. And Mar and I were lucky enough to be grounded together in Dr. Shafali Sabari's program to begin with. And that was a few years ago. And our paths may not have crossed that closely when we first began, but as um, the universe would have it, they eventually did. And we were able to, across the miles, um, begin to know each other and uh, learn that we, uh, I think, shared similar passions of learning about how we're held in the universe and how to consciously come to meet ourselves in this lifetime and, and knowing that that when we commit to ourselves that we are naturally going to bring it to the people around to uh, around us. And so... I'll just say that, Mar. Um, there's so much that we're going to go into today, but just a big uh, embrace and welcome to you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be with you here in this beautiful space that you've created. And I've listened to so many of your episodes. So I'm yeah. like so excited to <laughs> be a part of it now and, you know, be part of this beautiful group of, of mainly women, but people who are sharing with your community. So thank you. Yeah, I love that. It's the, and it it reminds me of the ripple effect that 
we can have when we individually seek something and 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 join together then at the power the power of community and when we join as collective and it's one of my um I wouldn't call it a mission but I would call it an intention to have conscious conversations out loud you know outside of the confines of a, a small room with a good friend and bring them to people and I've always been um fascinated. I think I grew up in such a way that I grew up in a mid-sized town in the state of Indiana, in the Midwest, in the United States. And so I went to a university in the Midwest. And so my world has lar- largely been, you know, what I grew up in and what I knew. And I, and I moved to New York City for a time. And, you know, I met so many different people from a lot of different cultures. But the way I grew up was not, you know, transcontinental. And so that's another thing, because I, you, you have lived a lot of places in your life. And um, I love that, because it allows me to get to know people of different cultures and where they've come from and how they do things and how they grew up. But why don't we start there? And if you can share with us a little bit about where where were you born? Where did you grow up? Tell us about your family. Sure. I, I was born in Spain and um, I, I grew up here. I went to college one year in France, but mainly in Spain. I live very close to the border with Portugal. So visiting Portugal constantly, but I'm, I'm from Spain. Um, went to college here, except for the year I studied in France. But then I ended up moving and really my my work career as a teacher, I started in California. And I lived in California for 11 years. Mm-hmm. and um, had two children there, <laughs> then moved back to Spain 12 years ago now and had another child. So I have a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 7-year-old. <laughs> and we're like a multicultural, you know, multi-everything <laughs> family. And uh, and I love it. It's uh, I think it's one of the beautiful things of uh, of my family is that I don't think there's a box for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So you really, I mean, lived a lot of different places. So when you came up in your in your younger years, it was in California and and you pursued a teaching degree and started kind of, as they say in the United States, they sometimes say cutting your teeth. Like it's the beginning. Like, how did you begin to learn oh. about even being in that profession? I was so scared. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to my interviews I was like shaking you know but um eventually the the place I mean the universe places you know opportunities in front of you and uh the place where I ended up teaching was such a beautiful community and it held me so well at the time and I still have very dear friends that you know so many miles away that that came from that and also learning the the culture right because as a teacher learning the culture where I am like adopted <laughs> you know I'm adopted into I come to come from uh, to California and I mean I I knew English but if you can imagine that I spoke with a British accent because in Spain <laughs> learn British English so. <laughs> I did not know that <laughs> yes <laughs> and all this slang and you know 15 year olds don't talk like 30 year olds I mean it was quite a and my, I, I, I think my students were my greatest teachers. I learned so much, so yes. much. Oh, and so you started to tap into that at an earlier place in your life. 
Um, because that's, of course, one of the Dr. Shafali conscious parenting principles is that these there's not hierarchical and uh, they're here to teach us as much as we're here to teach them. So I never put it together that way, but but it is true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Well, and to um, to, you know, you might understand that in such a different way than you did when you were an early teacher. But even knowing that, like, oh, I'm learning so much from these little people. It's just it's it's utterly fascinating when we can take a it's not even a backseat. Take the backseat if you want to, but just to seat alongside them to to open ourselves up to, wow, especially um, the wisdom of the coming generations that things are changing, that they're here to teach us from the generations we came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the generational, you know, piece is the cultural piece is the language piece. It's the background piece because in Spain, like I used to tell my students, um, look at me. This is what everybody looks like, you know. (laughs) We all look the same. When I used to look around, I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area in Berkeley. I mean, any given class group I had was so diverse, Mm. had so much richness, you know, for me to soak into. And it was very diverse as far as their background, financial, you know, cultural, you name it. It was, I mean, a very diverse community and it really showed in each group so mm-hmm. that was such a present for me that was oh, such yeah. a so many languages too right because I, I speak a number of languages but you know there were so many other languages I didn't speak and the challenge for me to, to teach as a Spanish speaker because English is a second language for me uh, to teach Spanish and French I used to teach at the time to English speakers. So you may not like the brain doesn't soak in like the boxes are, you know, placed differently. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And switching between all these languages for my brain, it was such a stretch. And I I really did have, even though I didn't realize it or call it this way, a beginner's mind. Because I I didn't have another choice, you know? And it was beautiful. Okay. So that is um a term or a phrase that we haven't talked about yet. And I was thinking about it just a couple of weeks ago. Can you say just for the listener who doesn't use that term or is not familiar with it, how, what's, what's your relationship with beginner's mind and how do you think of that and how is that useful to you? Yeah. I mean, it's such a big, but the way you framed it for me right now, um, it's the, curiosity of being now learning mm-hmm. and open to what happens mm-hmm. not with all this knowledge and knowing that I already know but to be open to what's new and um I wouldn't say questioning but I think curiosity is a bigger you know I don't yeah. know my life with me right now and uh definitely in that situation <laughs> I had to start anew every time, you know, so that's it. It's not beset in your ways, but to always keep growing as a beginner. I love it. And is that something that you often or to share with your students, the idea of the beginner's mind and to begin again? I don't think I say it. I think I yeah. live it. I embody it. Okay. Right. So I think it's yeah. something that I see 
the same way. Like, whoa, here now that I'm teaching in Spain, they're like, you lived in California. It's like so cool. You know, <laughs> California is like, you were from Europe. Whoa, that's so cool. And uh, yeah, starting anew. And uh, I'm very open. I started mm-hmm. teaching here in the school only last year. And I was very open. You know, it's like, yes, I'm a grown adult. I may look like this, but I'm new. Yeah. And I was not ashamed with everything I've lived. I was very scared when I was young and I started teaching in mm-hmm. California. Here, I was not scared. I was so grateful to have the platform where I could give myself to, you know, the community yeah. and receive so much from it. So I was very open about, no, you know what? I'm, I'm new. You've been here more than me. Tell me. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they would teach me about the school. They would teach me about the, you know, different mm-hmm. things. You know. So I think That's it's a good way to relate to yeah to children and to people because they are I, I think so and it, it dovetails with a friend of mine just went back to teach in a local school district and she had tutored for years out of her home but she went back and she said we were talking about our younger selves in the professions that she always was in some um lane of teaching um and just when we come to ourselves that younger version so um naive so um inexperienced in so many ways in the world because I went into speech pathology to begin with. And I was just um, sort of, if I look back, flailing in ways and, and figuring things out. But I think that that's a gift that is beginning to be born is the children you're teaching and with in the classroom or the children that we're raising or ideas that we're promoting are promoting, um, Uh, an idea of how to take care of yourself, how to meet your own needs before the other. And um, if we can, even if what we are doing through the work that you and I do and share, and um, even if we look at that as the primary seeds, it's, I'm hoping that then as for the masses, as we learn to take care of ourselves much, much earlier, that we'll know how to, we'll come in with more confidence or more worthiness. We're always going to be where we are. Right. Um, but that's, I, I look, it seems to be a constant, like, Oh yeah, a lot. So many of us felt that way when we first went in. Um, yeah. Any thoughts about that? Yeah. I, I agree with what you said and I, I heard worthiness mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I definitely did not feel worthy when I started teaching. <laughs> uh, when I started barely anything but teaching <laughs> either. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's something that I've, I don't know if work is the word, but let's say worked on, you know, I keep reminding myself of and I keep um, meditating on. Yeah. And, um, and now it's beautiful because I am in a different place. Mm-hmm. And sitting or well standing there's no there's no <laughs> my classrooms so standing in front of my students or next to my students and from this place of loving myself more than ever mm-hmm. knowing that I am worthy and knowing that they are worthy each one of them individually is is such a beautiful place to connect from because I I've had opportunities to have conversations with students where I for example, I, I have like a concrete example because I think the theory is beautiful, but I it happens. It's not something that I planned. It's part of my curriculum. 
you know, but for example, I had this student who was turning in this paper and her handwriting, I, I hadn't seen it, but she's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, Mar, they called you by your first name here at school. There's, it's very different. So I was like, Mar, um, I'm so sorry. I don't know if you're going to understand it. It's such a mess. Should I make it, you know, write it over again? And I'm like, okay, okay. It's like, I'm, I'm such a terrible writer. Like she went on and on and I'm like, would you please not talk that way about my student? Mm. And she's like, what? <laughs> they said, I would never talk to her, you know, about her yeah. that way. Yeah. Can you just tell me the same, but in a way that's kind mm-hmm. because you're worthy. It's the message. Yes. I didn't use that's the word, beautiful. but you know. Yes. And so she's like, um, I've done my work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was it. I said, I've literally corrected thousands of essays and works from students in different countries. Like it would be very bad luck that yours is the first one. I don't right. understand. <laughs> but if that were to be the case, I would ask you, can you please tell me what you tried to write here? And that's it. She's yeah. like, that's true. Okay. And it was such a beautiful, and then like next week, for example, the next class, whenever there was something else to turn in, she again looked at me and she started to say, oh, madam, so, and I just looked at her with this like funny face, you know, just like, hey, <laughs> and she said, I've done my work. I'm ready to turn it in. And I said, thank you. That's huge. That's, right? we, we hear adult women apologizing for themselves saying I'm sorry or any sort of um, language that is judgmental or self-shaming or not enoughness or so I that's a perfect perfect example and what I can hear you say is that you came to her with compassion and can you say a little bit more about how your relationship to self has transformed over the years because I think of you Uh, as a younger woman in California, you know, coming new culture, new job, all the things and thinking like, oh, I wonder how Mar um, used to take care of herself. And if she did for the parts of hers that had anxiety or felt stress in, in her life and how she met herself and just how that's transformed or was there anything, um, you know, if it has, was that there anything in your life that kind of woke you up to the fact that something was calling from within to maybe cultivate that? And I, to the listener, I'm not, this is not a leading question. I don't know what Mara's going to say, but it's just, it's there for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that question. I, I was going to be so judgmental with myself. I heard that voice so loud as you were speaking. (laughs) So, so timely. Uh, As always, right? Yes. Um, I followed my heart when I moved to California. Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, I was very respectful with myself Mm -hmm. because I knew I'd fallen in love and I wanted to live with this person and I moved to California to be with them. And that was... I think that was very respect, respectful towards myself. It took a lot of steps and uh, very brave steps, you know, where I felt very scared and I still did it and I followed. But uh, sometimes I tend to put that down as, oh, I was madly in love. It doesn't count. Yes. yes <laughs> you yes. know, uh-huh. but the fact is, it, I did it, you know, and it was a lot of 
brave steps that, that I took to get there, including leaving my family of origin behind. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. so that, but that's about it. <laughs> I didn't really take care of myself. Yeah. I relied on my partner to, you know, fulfill my needs and uh, leech mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, the relationship was not very healthy, right? Because I didn't fulfill my own needs. I didn't love myself enough. I didn't um, see myself for who I was. So, in time, in, in a long time <laughs> of following this pattern, I I was able to see, thanks to my children and then Dr. Shvali and uh, um, yeah, to, to see inside and, and really get to know myself. Uh, once I got to know myself more and with so much spaciousness and quieting that inner critic that's, uh, that I thought I didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> really but I didn't have an inner critic Mm -hmm. it's so funny but um then I started appreciating myself gifting myself time with me for me gifting myself um more education for myself more you know like uh Gabor Mate's compassionate inquiry or you know soul care and ah filling my soul with things that really were nourishing for me and this in turn because by then I had two children three children um this in turn shifted the whole family dynamic and uh, how we all interacted amongst ourselves and so I I think now I I mean I just came back as you know from a week-long retreat by myself that was unthinkable you know just recently ago yeah. <laughs> and uh my children see now that it's not that I do I do it for me, but I mean now sometimes when I think, wow, now my children see that it's okay to oh. be with mom for a whole week, which I which you know what I would before judge as a whole week. Sure. Um and she can just do something for herself. And well, not only that, my oldest said next time he's coming with me. And <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's beautiful because I think and they, they were so happy when I told them the oldest ones, the seven year old, not so happy, understandably too. Yeah. But they were so happy for me that I, I know I am planting seeds. I mean, it's not just me, obviously, but this is I see how my evolution, my transformation is 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 uh, reflecting back to them, you know that this is okay. It, they, I I did not feel guilty, which you know, guilt is such a big thing in all of this. And I just felt so grateful, so mm-hmm. great, I'm grateful for their father to stay with them, <laughs> so I could do this. Yes, um, it was so you know. But and this is a big thing. I can also, yeah. you know, it's also little things in the day to day waking up 20 minutes early so I can meditate. That's such a big, I mean, it's just as big as the other part because it's the watering every day, you know, so I can really be present in, for myself and then in turn for my family, for my students, yeah. right? Absolutely. You're you're going out and working all day. It's like you have to find those places. And I think that for anyone listening, that for anyone in any profession, uh, whether it's teaching otherwise is 
it's so important, the self-nurturing and taking that time because it can be in the moments. It can be in the moments when you're at work and the self-compassion. But I think you're saying to yourself, even in the 20 minutes in the morning, I'm so committed. I always think about that. Like I'm so committed to myself and I'm here. We're here for our soul's growth. And so to sit with myself and see what's coming up and what's, what's real for you in the moment. And yeah, where we need to meet ourselves, what, what's calling like emotions that are coming up, just so many things. And to take that, even that little space, I mean, what a gift and you are worthy. And you would say that same thing to your, the children in your classroom and your own children. And uh, I think there's a lot in there, even the description of going away for a week, because as moms, giving ourselves permission to do that, um, setting aside, I, it, so many things were coming up when you were saying it, um, that you had gifted yourself that, the fear of leaving your children for whatever that means to you, you know, um, <laughs> like for a person out there. Um and we in, in showing them that mom's going to take care of herself and oh, look, oh my gosh, she's not only doing that. I can do that for it's such a model for them later in life. Right. Hopefully starting when they're like 20 or <laughs> whatever and keep it going, keep the commitment to self going. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And um, just the self appreciation appreciations in there for you that you were able to stay by your own side and your own needs and choose that for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, with nothing to like, no ultra motive other than going, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and really no expectations because you never know what's going to happen when you go to places like that. So I just, I just went. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was it was beautiful. It wasn't like when I moved to California where it was like a brave thing and yeah. you know, in spite of it all, I did no, this was very done with ease and with um alignment. So yeah. if you were um do you ever and I don't know the answer to this either, with with amongst your teachers and people you work with are are there conversations around the self-care for, you know, ourselves in the, in the, in this profession? Um, not very many, mm-hmm. but I mean, I am there. So yeah. sometimes, and then some of my coworkers know that I'm a coach as well. And uh, especially moms will like interview sometimes and, and share and, you know, just like sleeping. <laughs> Some of them right. have their young children. They're like, I'm yeah. so tired. And just talking about the importance of sleeping and uh, sharing the caring for the kids. And uh, that's also very different um, in the States and here. The maternity leave is yeah. so much longer here. It al- really allows for much more self-care. Even the partner gets four months. So it's it's very different. I've had you know, very little time when I had my kids in California to be with them before I had to go back to teaching. Whereas here, you're entitled to that. And so it's a little bit easier to take care of yeah. yourself. But once you're back, I mean, you know, we we repeat our patterns. So mm-hmm. that, that time to, okay, but connect with yourself. Yes, but maybe take five minutes before you get out of the car and just like yes. breathe there with yourself or, you know, it's, or, or yeah, or sleep. 
Absolutely. So there, it, it is a it is a conversation that happens sometimes, and I do see that it's not something that happens for everybody all the time, but it's something that as you open up about, yeah. as I I'm gonna talk about myself, you know, I open up about who I am and how I live. I think uh, it becomes more of an open conversation for more people around me. I love that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I had questions too around, you know, even as you've seen your relationship with your kids transform uh, based on, you know, what you've learned is, um, and I, I think too, with our relationships, when we have the intention to connect um, that we don't, it's, it's, things don't always miraculously change overnight. That's our Shafali would say our ego part, right? That wants to fix it or make it better or have control about it. But, you know, um, because you, you followed the path. So for the listener to know too, like, obviously we've got some of the shared programs we've done. And so we've studied these concepts we've, and it, and it helps. I mean, it does help when you're reading about it and you're learning it and you're with like-minded people to begin to practice it. And even then, even then it's not a given that you're going to go, you know, start this on day one, but just um, what what kind of things have really helped connect with your children? Is it um, from what you've learned through your studies? Is it around, you know, sacred listening or, um, you know, letting go of expectations or what would you say has really stood out for your relationships? Yeah, I think being there with them and just just the being, you know, um, we are and I was so judgmental of their actions, not who they are, but their actions. And then that got mixed up, you know? So being able to separate what they do from who they are was such a beautiful present to be able to live from there and sitting with the person and, you know, both both deep listening. I mean, that's just, and no expectations. I The first, first thing that came uh, to me, and it was listening to Dr. Shafali with Oprah on uh, Super Soul Conversations. Um, the the sentence that resonated with me and why I ended up signing up for the, the coaching program to become a coach was, don't take it personally. Mm. It's so huge. Yes. And it works for everybody, right? I use it with my children, but definitely with my students. Mm, you know, so good. it's so good. Yeah, yeah I, so they I will do that their one. homework. It has yep. nothing to do with me. So yep. how can I help you get yep. it done by next time? Or understand this? Mean I don't give homework, but you know, understand yep. this behind. Or you know, why it's not? It's not against me. If my child mm-hmm. is screaming at me, if you know, a kid throws the ball really far <laughs> during recess, it's not because they hate me. It's not because I'm not worthy, which is where mm-hmm. we eventually end up going. Mm-hmm. It's because something in them, some pattern in them. So sit with the person be underneath that. And I, I do it at school and I do it at home. And with my kids, it's been it's been beautiful. It's been so beautiful. By now, my youngest is uh, seven, seven and a half. So half her life, I've been on the path, right? I mean, yeah, the title, on the path with the title. <laughs> <On> the <path. laughs> <laughs> no. Whenever it started, because I never know when I started really or what. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so does that, does that, is there a quality there that just feels different that, and herself, she's so confident. She will tell you what she wants. She doesn't care if you're an adult or a child. She just tells you, you know, it's natural for her to state her needs. She's connected to herself. We went to the circus recently this summer and she was chosen to go to the middle, right, with uh, a number of adults. And they were doing this number with, uh, so the, the clown picked her up. And this was a very cool clown. Okay, this is the yeah. song of the clowns that were like the top-notch clowns in Spain when I was growing <laughs> up. Oh, my inner child was like. <laughs> and she goes, the clown picks her up. And these are nice clowns, not like the scary ones in the U.S. Okay. They're loving clowns. Yes. Yeah. And she's there surrounded by adults you know the this one of the stars of the show and hundreds of people are looking at her down at her because it's all you know like like an orchestra sitting so the sunken mm-hmm. and i see her all tense holding on to her dress like very tense arms but she was super happy she wanted to be there yeah, yeah. and i see her suddenly go And she breathed and she centered and she enjoyed the moment. And I'm like, goodness, something amazing is happening because I always wanted to go to that place. And I was never chosen. And still just thinking about going as much as I wanted to go, I was in a panic about being chosen at the same time. (laughs) I didn't know how to self-regulate. I didn't know how to meet my needs because I didn't know what I was Mm -hmm. feeling. She knew mm-hmm. she was scared. She knew yeah. she needed to breathe. And she knew how to calm herself down in front of hundreds yeah. of people. She yeah. was yeah. the most important thing in her life. Right. I saw right. so much in that one breath, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and I see it in my, my middle child, now 17, who is determined to play American football in Spain. Nobody plays American football here. And that's what he wants. And he so loves it. And he's like, no, I will do it. I will. And he takes all the steps he needs to, you know, he needs some support from us parents and we try to provide it, but he's so, he's like, no, this is what I want. I I know I like this. This fulfills me. And he says it. And it's not like, if we say no, he will talk to us. We can talk. Mm -hmm. It's not like Mm -hmm. we started saying, it's not top down. It's a conversation. And yeah. For me, it's so amazing. And I grew up in a very safe environment, but that my son too feels very safe. And he, I felt safe, but I didn't have a voice because I was so yeah. good. He's not mm-hmm. good. He's himself. Right. So he can yeah. talk, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. amazing. That is so a lot of spaciousness around whatever is true and real for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I say- given yeah. it's not perfect and there's, you know, so sure. I don't want this to sound like, oh, no, no, yeah, (laughs) all the time, but uh, or what I call would call mess up, but you know, it's yeah, we get to these places and I Mm -hmm. get to enjoy my children being so authentic. I, yeah, I, yeah, and I think, I mean, to go back to our coaching training, it was, you know, I think Dr. Shafali talked a lot about how we enter into any kind of system, whether it's marriage or parenting or with this fantasy. So the whole idea that it's not perfect, well, it was never a guarantee that any of it would be. And I think that, you know, even in my ongoing training, 
it's, it's so, it can feel so hard sometimes because, um, it, life is painful and it's got its painful places. And then it is true that that is the human, what we experience as humans. And from what I understand, it's why we're here and part of our learning, but it doesn't mean in some moments that it doesn't feel really hard. And that's where it's, that's where the circle is. Right. And like, how do we, cause I'm even thinking about, um, for the parent or the teacher or just anyone who's neither is that when we have that loss or the thing that used to um or maybe still triggers us or reactionary like that first coming back to ourselves of like it's so understandable so understandable that that would feel that would you know make you angry or make you frustrated or whatever validation of whatever feeling you're having um is just such a critical part of it coming to ourselves and you're and just like I can see Mar from the work that you're doing and we'll call it that or just the way of being that you're choosing to show up as more and more each day that sometimes I'm like because I was wondering about your younger daughter like is the breathing and the centering something it's like all like osmosis like she just sees now you do and practice and it doesn't always have to be like that teachable moment, but it can be, this is, this is how we breathe. This is, this is the energy. This is the, and just the things that we begin to practice that they, they it is energy, right? It ends up gaining mass and momentum of that type of energy. And then that's what they feel and can, yeah. and they have the invitation then to remember about themselves if, if they've forgotten it. I, I think that's it. I mean, you embody it as best as you can in, in your own way, in the here and now, you embody it. And and children kind of soak in that energy, right? Yeah. No matter what energy you have, no matter how if you're very anxious and you're, you know, that that's what they will soak in also. Mm-hmm. And more and more as I connect to myself more, as I smile at myself more, as I uh, love myself better in a healthier way. Um, I see that people around me, not only my children, but people around me. I, I don't know. It it, it happens. You know, it, it's more and more people who act like this, who live like this, who. Yep. I don't know how. I, anything, yeah. Look at when at the end of the school year, and and. Uh, this has been a year of a lot of new things and a lot of self-discovery and a lot of uh, turning things upside down for me personally, right? This last year and uh, at work at the end of the school year, the graduating class gave crowns to every teacher. So, and they <laughs> sent like a little note for each one of them, like personalized and for me, they said, they wrote, la que vive, para la que vive feliz. So for the one who lives happily, happy or happily. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness. I've been happy. Oh I've God. been sad. I've been angry. I've been scared. I've been so many things. But the yeah. fact that this is what permeates, you right. know, yeah. was just such an amazing. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm arrived. I, I have arrived. I'm here. This is it. Mm-hmm. You know, what else? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was such a oh, such a present because I I love to teach, but not because yeah. of what you give, because of what I receive, you know. Yeah. And I used yeah. to think this was selfish. Now I know it's not. It's because I do it from that place that I can be yeah. authentic. They can see me yeah. for who I am. Oh, so that was such there an are, amazing. Yeah. 
you know, they're, they're, it's the, it's the moments, right. And it's the, I it just, what you said earlier about, you know, when you first realized when Dr. Shafali said that, you know, the reactionary and the, you know, it's not to not personalize. It's like, don't you just love those moments in life that are, I mean, I guess Oprah would call them, you know, like aha moments, but whatever it is, it's the ones that hit you like a lightning bolt. And I mean, to receive a crown like that, it's the ultimate gift. I mean, really, what more is there that that's everything. And, and that's because of, you know, I think it's a direct, you probably would have walked in the door with so many of those things, even without everything that you've um, studied and kind of committed to yourself. But because you have, you're showing up in a way that they are really feeling, um, both for your family, well, both for yourself, then your family, and then your work, and on and on and on. And so I think that that's a really um, beautiful message. And, you know, I always think um, about you just the people listening, you know, what would you say when you look back at your younger self, or even a few years ago, you know, for someone who says, what do, what are they talking about? What is this kind of self-care or soul care or connection to self? I, I think that those words can sometimes be very almost like evasive, like what, what does it even mean? But for a person who feels like they don't have like a portal or an entry point in, um, what do you think is a good starting point or or just any ideas that come to mind around that? Because a lot of people are feeling like there's not enough time. There's not. And I know we named the morning time, but even like a way of relating to yourself. No, and sometimes we're so tired. I mean, we, you know, it's difficult yeah. to get that morning time or that evening time or that anything time. Uh, I mean, I force myself to if I haven't meditated, I don't get out of the car at work. And I yeah. take five minutes inside the car before I join in the wow. parking lot. I, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, if yeah. I'm three minutes late, I'm three minutes late, but I'm going to be so much more myself <laughs> if I give myself those five minutes. But it's it's difficult to find the the time, but not only the time, I, I, I want to say the truth. And I deserve these five minutes. Um, it's not time. Yeah. It's the truth. We don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's working, you know, with well, one of the I have so many things here, but uh, you know, this is me. <laughs> yes. So yeah. and, get yourself yeah. and start loving yourself here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And carry that well, maybe as your your phone, you know, put mm-hmm. it aside as your wallpaper so you can get to have a really an honest relationship with your younger self. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me a lot. The picture you have of your younger self is that this idea of of our our younger selves and um, the way that we've been taught, you know, like in coaching is a way that you can go back is go to that younger version of yourself and reparent, remother, whatever word it is that you you needed to go back and almost give yourself a a repairing of what you didn't get in your childhood and what you deserved and everything. And so that's a coaching, you know, um, way to be with somebody and offer them a way to connect with themselves. So that's a beautiful offering right there. And Mar was saying like, you can put it this younger child, it can be when you're two or eight or 15, but a way to almost like, look, it's a way that we look at ourselves in a picture and, 
um, I know Susie always says, Susie Lula, that like you look at a child that you look at them mainly <laughs> um, with innocence and with, you know, that they're they are a light and you're the way you treat a child in the classroom. It's it's so compassionate. It's all these things unless you're unless you're, you know, things are happening that make you feel worn down. But in general, we go to children with so much more compassion than we do ourselves is what I'm saying. And um, that, that five minutes in the car that, you know, and then, yeah, then you've got a picture of yourself right there to be like, Oh, I I always like to, like when I asked yourself that question is the question of if you can sit for those five minutes, like, I'm curious how you're feeling, Maureen. I'm curious what you think about this. I'm curious what, just making the room to be curious about our own experience. And and it's not selfish and it's not, it's just fulfilling. If we can, if we can prop ourselves up and be like, what do you think? Yeah. And I also ask, well, ask yourself, ask your inner child, ask your picture of your younger self. What did you enjoy doing? Because we we tend to take ourselves very seriously and tapping into joy is is very powerful as well i always liked coloring right so i'll color i'll color and uh it's just you know where i'll i'll draw or i'll do calligraphy now and yeah. just whatever you know it's it's evolved but yep. it's that connection of being comfortable with yourself allow yourself the spaciousness is the spaciousness to be comfortable with yourself sometimes we 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 want to better ourselves or work on ourselves um in what i what i consider now a rough way you know it's like okay i want to get here and i am strong and i can do it but for me the spring that pushes me to a you know more comfortable way is 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 self-love it's self-care it's soul care because if i connect with that deep place then somehow it spirals into you know mm-hmm. connection with who i really am so i can live from a more place yes. and it yes. doesn't have to be even like you can do this with your children if your children yep. are coloring or they're playing legos you color your play legos with them you know it's make time the time doesn't exist but i always say that i can create time right <laughs> Yes, I, yes. I'm pretty creative sometimes for doing things like this, where it's like, okay, I'll leave a message for myself here. Then I'm reminding myself of this thing that's important for me. Maybe have fun, you know, just just have fun. And and it doesn't seem like you're getting into this work, like you were saying, but but yeah. you are. And yeah. the intention is so important too. Yeah. We said intention before we started the recording. Whenever you do anything setting that intention of from where am I here like from what energy what do I want to put out you know why why am I here Mm -hmm. connecting to that instead of just doing which you still do but you do so differently when you are I was gonna say constantly but at least every so often (laughs) connecting to Mm -hmm. why I am (laughs) you know because you it's difficult it's um Mm. we don't live on a conveyor belt this is what I see it's like keep going keep going keep going but if I get to set my intention I get to decide my my path absolutely 
so I, much and I'm it's a beautiful and I am thinking about that teach I'm thinking because it's your profession now but that teacher in the classroom and a, and being on like the doing 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 so that could be any profession right but then having that intention of like I'm just gonna sit next to this little one for even a minute even oh. two minutes and be and it's their coloring time if you've got little ones or whatever it is but it's the it's the being and it's the connection and 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 breathing into that shared space and it doesn't have to be a task or a chore and and thank you for bringing in the playfulness too and the joy and the remembering because that's our that's our original nature yeah mm-hmm. and uh for i'm teaching teenagers right so yeah. that's such a beautiful i mean i i love that age it's uh it's fun they are they they're so I don't know. I'm generalizing, but I see uh, a lot of students who are very, who seem very secure, who got it all figured out and children who have absolutely nothing figured out. (laughs) And for me, it's such a present to be able to witness this and to be myself with them and see what happens, you know, just, just see what, just be. And, And also sometimes I, Subtly or not so subtly, I don't know. <laughs> Use some uh, tools, like one time, one time for a test. This is a test. I hate grades, so this is a personal thing. I wish we could evaluate children in a much more fair, uh, holistic, mm-hmm. human way. Mm-hmm. But they exist, and I'm a teacher. I'm in the system. I I give grades, so there's tests in my classes, and. Uh, at the end of this one test, which this is beginning French, right? They don't know much. And I put extra credit, which is not a thing in Spain, but I made it a thing. And so <laughs> creativity. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was like, my friend is Jean, whoever, right? And so then I said for extra credit, who is your best friend? They hadn't learned how to say best friend, but because it wasn't the question, if they could put it together, you know, mm-hmm. they could answer. And otherwise I would help them. So I I picked up all the tests and I said, so I wonder how many of you answered. And I was just really wondering, answer that you are your best friend. Yeah. And their jaws just dropped to the floor. Their eyes opened like, like so big. <laughs> They're like... Yeah. Nobody had written down. And I I shared, honestly, I said, it's taken me so long, but I'm this old. <laughs> I'm this oh adult. Yes. yes. <laughs> now I am my best friend. It is oh, I love that. So love yourself. Yeah. So, you yes. know, there was one student who said, my best friend, how am I going to be my best friend? I hate myself. I am a terrible person. I, And I just listened and I, I listened so deeply uh i i told the psychologist on you know the school psychologist later but mainly i was so happy that this was a safe enough space yes yes for this teenager in front of all his peers and this adult Mm -hmm. be so honest with himself and say no i don't like myself absolutely it's remarkable it's remarkable yeah it, it, and that classrooms yeah. can be really amazing places of sharing of of being but oh yeah remember that we are all people you know oftentimes 
teachers think that we have to impose and children either feel then because this is what the system has us, you know, believe we are, that they have to push up because there's pressure down. If we, if we are very clear that there's absolutely no pressure, this pressure doesn't exist. This is love. We are all here in love, in joy. I get to sing in my classes, you know, language classes are fun like that. I can make it my own. So then everybody can be their own. I I want everybody to be as authentic as they can. And that allows me to be as authentic as I can be, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. And that, that I just, just finishing with that safety piece and, and cultivating, you know, when you talk about this young person, you know, feeling safe enough to say that and having a teacher who's more interested in any, like your highest, your highest place is that seeing them like, no, you know, we're here for you. And just to cultivate that love inside of you. And wow. I mean, you're there for the academic reasons, but you see that there's so much more we offer as human beings in whatever, but wherever we are, wherever we're working, whatever we're doing. But um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Mar, is there anything that you'd like to add before we finish up that we skipped over or didn't have time for? I think breathing is so important and to remember that you are breathing. Mm-hmm. Whether you're teaching, whether you're learning, whether you're listening to a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, remember that you are breathing and celebrate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's it's so, this is a question I asked my students another day. They were like so rowdy. And I said, excuse me, just one second. I didn't even scream. I just came out, you know, it's like, when was the last time you realized that you were breathing. Mm. And I think asking this question to ourselves regularly is very valuable. Mm -hmm. Then when we realize that we're breathing, we can take care of of ourselves. That's how then we can be there for others. And I think this is the journey that I've been on in different countries, in different positions as Mm -hmm. teacher, coach, mom, wife, daughter, you know, this is it. It starts with with a pause and with breathing. And that 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 I, I get emotional um, because I think what you just provided for me, being across from you and the listener, that slowed everybody down. That brought us back to our body and back to our awareness, and that that feels peaceful. Um, so. Yeah, I'm grateful for everything that came from you, from your wisdom and just who you are and what you shared today. I think it's going to touch so many lives. And so thank you for being here for this conversation. Thank you so much, Maureen. Thank you for having me here and, and for the bigger project. Yeah. And I always ask, and I don't know if you have any places, but if someone wanted any of this wisdom is there any place that you put that out to the public even in the way you express yourself on any mediums or anything like that i am on instagram uh i I come in and out of instagram but uh i am on instagram and i have uh some reels where i show presence 
Um, so I think, you know, if you can find, maybe find those as inspiration to find your own I love it. Prince in your own life, right? But I am there. You can find me at Mar Martin Coaching, Mar Martin Coaching. Okay. I'll put it in the show notes and that's, <laughs> that'll be accessible for everybody. But um, yeah, have the best, best. I'm like, what are we at? We're at the beginning of the school year in the US, but you yeah, know, I start tomorrow. We... So this is such a oh. timely <laughs> recording. And for any listener that stayed to the end, it's kind of funny because Mar and I started having this conversation. Well, right. I think when I launched the podcast, so that's almost going on, well, eight full months and we couldn't find the time. And as luck would have it, I know a lot of people can relate. It's like sometimes when you do something very last minute is when it comes together. So this was the perfect timing and the moment it was meant to happen. So I thank you, Mar. Thank you. And also I I would like to just um, foster love between parents and teachers Mm-hmm. And, and and students I think we are all a community and to remember this as the school year starts you know how we we are one we are all in the same we all have the same intention mm-hmm. you know to to ultimately to be happy maybe yeah. <laughs> but to be authentic and there's this book by Tidnat Han you know the gonna say the father of mindfulness is happy teachers change the world Ooh, nice. <laughs> so I had it here because it's you know I love it yes, yes. Um, but I think this is it just like happy parents change the world oh, or you know, connected. so think this way of the mm-hmm. teachers of your children too yeah. you know yeah. and yourself it starts with you and in respect of the other so I don't know I just want to bring this up <laughs> that's a perfect place to finish up because Yeah, we didn't even mention and we'll, you know, maybe have another conversation, but that's perfect because I think that one of my intentions is always to like kind of um, foster my communication skills and uh, and laughable in ways, right? I have this podcast and I'm able to express myself, but with other individuals, I, that's my work. And um, knowing that my voice as a parent is something that teachers want to hear, even if cultures kind of told me like, oh, they're too busy. There's not, there's not that time or space for your voice. I, we're all building intimate connections. And the more that we can know, we, like you're saying, we're, we're on the same team. And I, and I felt it in my life when I've had things that that my child may have needed more, more needs or that I was putting on that. And knowing, I think it's the smartest thing we can do is go in and speak and let that teacher know, like, this is, this is what they're like at home. And that, and, and to go back to your point, Mar, that there's my child and there, then there's the behaviors that they sometimes exhibit and they, they're not necessarily um, the same. It's so, I'll just leave with that, but um, so much goodness. And thank you for the listeners today. Um, I hope you got so much out of this episode with Mar and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Maureen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs, or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit maureenspielman.com or mysticalsisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.